Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. This week, we're discussing road trips with the family. Live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're watching The Trip. This is The Trip, Episode 12, for the week of April 29, 2015. The Trip is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation, whether it be theme parks on the West Coast, East Coast, or on the seas. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everybody. This is The Trip, and we're back again another week. Yep. I'm Teresa. And I'm Jenny Lynn. And then back in our production nook, we have our very cool producer, cool. Dustin West. I'm cool. Is he cool? Was that ever in doubt? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> He's hip. He's happening. Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, this week we're going to share some of our own family memories of road trips past and talk about planning road trips for the future. Exactly. <laughs> And with that... I'm so out of it today. I'm so out of All right. Um, so, I got an issue. Let's talk about it. Okay. All right. So, we are talking about road trips. This is going to be like our first in a little series that we're going to do, right? Yeah. Um, I'm taking a road trip this summer, as most summers I do of some kind. Sometimes they're week road trips. This one's going to last about a week and a half, maybe two weeks. So I thought, you know, we talked about it, and we're going to kind of incorporate it into the planning because we everybody takes – well, not everybody. A lot of people take road trips. I would say a lot of people take road trips. I mean, especially families with children because it's so mm-hmm. expensive to fly. I know that was always the way that my family um, traveled when mm-hmm. I was young. I would assume it hasn't changed all that much. It's the only much. way we traveled when I was a kid. Um, as a parent, being the parent – of the family when my kids were little it was usually road trips if we all went and right. it was basically for financial reasons yeah. plus it was just i love road trips <laughs> yeah i do too actually there's something about them that makes it a little bit uh different and special there's a type of bonding that takes place when you're on a road oh, trip jail. that doesn't happen memories. Oh, memories. She's going to bust out into song, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all about to me. Yeah. That time you have with your kids. And so uh, because of that, because Tess is going to be taking one of those road trips, we figured we would uh, delve a little bit into those issues that come along with it. The season's coming up. People are going to start vacationing here in a couple months, mm-hmm. and many of you will be going on road trips. So why not? It's good timing, right? Yeah. Right. Dustin, you're familiar with the road trip concept? I am f- very familiar with the road trip concept. I've taken a road trip in my uh, in my days. Good. Yes. <laughs> in all hey, as many years. Hey, Teresa, could you do me a, a little bit of housekeeping, and could you turn that microphone toward you? Toward me. There we go. Is that's, that better? That's going to help with the <laughs> so audio. blocking audio. my mother neck? I hope. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it is. I like that. There you go. <laughs> No, I'm not my mother. Okay. No, I love my mother. I just don't love her neck. Okay. But yes, I am familiar with the concept of a road trip. I have taken many in my days. 
as a child and as an adult? As both. Cool, cool. And we'll be getting into some of that with our trip talk. Sorry, I messed up. As is the trip's way. I know. Like, it's kind of our <laughs> being MO at up, this right? point. <laughs> Getting right. tripped up. So, anyway, um, we thought that we would kind of start off with some stories, memories that we have of our road trips in the past. And from there, kind of latch on to the essence of what the situation was involved in those memories and then discuss that stuff. How it could have been. How it could have been. could have Yes, how it's exactly, exactly. (laughs) And here's the perfect example. So, as I stated before, we primarily road tripped everywhere with my my dad, my dad, my stepmom, myself, my sister, my half brother and sister, all of us. We were a mess. Six of us (laughs) in our well, the the vehicle evolved over time. Eventually, we made it all the way up to a big Kellogg van. Do you know what I mean by Kellogg van? Nope. Like those big honking vans. Look like a the, cereal box? <laughs> not like exactly. A, like the, the the mystery machine? No, that's more like a, um, a sweet pickles bus. Um, Kellogg van would be like the big... Google this stuff. <laughs> sweet pickles bus. Google. The Kellogg van would be this big van with like the cabby thing on the top. So you have the extra oh, height. and a little built-in and television. You know, extended. Yeah, we had the, the television and the captain's chairs that swiveled around. could sleep in the middle around. if they wanted to. Wow. Yeah. We, were, we finally, that was, that was the ultimate. We did end up working up to that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now that, um, and I will reference this later in the show, I'm sure, but I took a, a pretty hardcore road trip um, later in my life, and uh, it was in a very similar, uh, we called it a conversion van, because it's what, it's what you would think of like, a, uh, a, like an Astro van or something like right. that. Yeah. The, the the roof has been raised up. There are TVs in it. There's yeah. swiveled chairs and Usually stuff like paneling. that. Usually paneling. So jail. Yeah, we had this like little table um, that with yeah. cup holders and stuff that you could sit in between the chairs or you could remove Ooh, it. Oh, that's like pimp my ride. We did seriously. We did one. We rented one like that one year when the kids were little, and I just remember my sister laying in the aisle watching the Waltons <laughs> while I drove through the night. I it's did like, that a time or two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, you did for food. Okay, oh, what, what you did for food. Okay, this so, freaked me out right, when you told me. All right, yeah. So we're in the, the Kellogg van or the conversion van, whichever you feel more comfortable calling it. Conversion van. We were traveling in style. However, <laughs> my dad was very much, uh, you know, a penny pincher. Finances were a concern. Four of us kids were going on a road trip. You know, it all adds up really carefully. So he would try to find ways to cut cost but still maintain his standard of whatever he felt was appropriate. One of those things would be eating healthily. Healthily? Is that a healthy? word? Eating healthy? While healthily. We're, I like healthily. Okay. That sounds On great. the road. Um, so we had a few tricks up our sleeve, but one of eventually at some point you have to actually dine somewhere, you know, stop and eat. And so... I I just remember this because I was mortified. I was a teenager, and teenagers are already just completely embarrassed by everything their parents do. But my dad actually legitimately would do things that were completely just really, really embarrassing. Among them would be he decided to get a healthy 
um, healthy dining option for our family while maintaining the budget was to stop at, ho- uh, not hotels, hospitals along the road, you know, in route. And we would go to hospitals so that we could eat in their cafeteria. You are making this crap up. I am not. That I, I swear on my life, this is true. <laughs> we would stop at cafeteria, hospital cafeterias to eat. And it was the most embarrassing thing that I could absolutely ever imagine. It is very Seriously. frugal, though. I, I, I got to give your father that. That's uh, very smart. He always thought the outside germs. the box. The germs there. Apparently, that was not more important than the <laughs> hospital cafeteria meatloaf. Okay. Which, which you know, um, seemed like healthy red jello, to him. Please. Okay. This right. Is bizarre. Yeah, it was. It was weird. So, <laughs> we kind of thought that we'd have a little bit of a discussion here about, you know, obviously parents are concerned about keeping their children healthy, especially when you're on a trip, because that can really run you down, and you can be okay. More see, I'm kind of. On the flip side for that, vacation for me is breaking the rules a little bit. Okay. And not... Because I break the the healthy rules every day of my life. So if you're on a diet, you break the diet. I don't necessarily break the diet, but I would... It wouldn't upset me if my kid's in the back seat eating a bag of chips at 2 a.m. while we're driving down the road. Yeah, I would think I maybe mean, no, some, a little something like that is okay. But I know, especially in my family, if I go too far in that direction, like, we all end up with consequences. Like, my kids get digestive right. pain, and or I get, like, really bloated and uncomfortable. Somebody ends up really backed up, you know, a couple <laughs> days down the road. And it, it makes okay. for a really terrible situation. So, I mean, I have to be careful of these things right. as well. Um, but okay. yeah, you know, a, a bag of chips on right now and then isn't that. I guess we come deal, from intestinally hearty people. I don't know. Maybe we too. just power through. Yeah, I'm, just a, <laughs> I'm just a delicate little. Flower. It was not a road trip for when my kids were little, without a bag of plain M and M's in a baggie mm-hmm. laying on the dashboard warming. Because nothing better than warm, soft, warm M and M's. Can I can I interject here? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, in terms of you know childhood road trips, a lot of that did involve uh, taking the twelve hour drive from Virginia to Florida to go to Walt Disney World and one of the things that my mom did was for that road trip go to the grocery store and pack enough snacks and food to last a small community for a month <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, we didn't go through all of that food. We didn't go through all of those snacks. And they were left over. They, we brought them into our hotel room. And most of them never got consumed. Right. Um, so I don't know. Is, is that a mom thing? Or is that, that a, just a my no, mom No, that's thing? a mom thing. We, what is I that? did it for my kids. Yeah. We always had a giant But it's killer. also a smart thing. So, you know, while my dad had some really weird things that he did as far as, like, trying to keep us on track food-wise. He also did some things that were right, I feel. Um, One was we would always start off eating a really healthy breakfast before we got in the car to leave. So we we started off on target. Mm -hmm. And after everything was cleaned up from the meal, then we got in the van and just took off. Like at 5 in the morning? Yeah, well, you know, we were never timely, so it was probably more like 10 or 10, 30, 11 by the time we got off. But Oh, okay. See, see, we're opposite. We would get up at the butt crack of dawn before dawn at 4 a.m., get in the vehicle, and take off, 
And then 7, 7.30, we would stop for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And that would be our first break in the day. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I know this is getting oddly personal, but so are you. I remember driving <laughs> down from Virginia, <laughs> and it was a tradition to uh, stop for breakfast in Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah. You know, and then we had, like, the Burger King that we always went right? to. You know, when, especially when you're making that same that road same, trip yeah. year after year. You you kind of start to develop traditions. Yes. Right? And, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later, but, you know, there's, like, games that you play right? and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's those things that no matter what your destination is, um, that especially with a certain group of people, you develop traditions for yeah. a road trip right. that I find uh, really heartwarming. I, I find it, um, and we might all, all three of us have different experiences, but we can at least share that emotion oh, of knowing definitely. How, how special that is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is. It's just, you know... You can even getting ready for the trip. You know, yeah. you're looking forward. Okay, it's the same people. Mm-hmm. We know we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, and it's going to be fun. One of our traditions was also about uh, what you shared, Dustin. With the we had the cooler full of snacks mm-hmm. ready to go, and along with that, uh, we also had the picnic lunch. So we would have picnic lunches packed at a rest stop, huh? And we would stop at a rest stop. <laughs> yeah. And we would eat our picnic lunch, which was less embarrassing than the hospital cafeteria, although he did add on the embarrassing act of while we were at the rest stop after we ate our lunch, then he would line us up military style and make us do jumping jacks and stretch. Oh, my Kind of stretch ourselves. you got to do the calisthenics, you know? Apparently, wow. this is how my dad felt. But, um, Otherwise, you're going to get blood clots, don't you know, JL? <laughs> I guess. Wow. You know, dad knows best. I can remember one road trip. It was like driving Miss Daisy because my mom had passed sandwiches in like this little shoe box perfectly packed in there just like I'm sitting in the back seat and that was what we had and it was probably peanut butter and jelly because you know you don't take meat on a road trip because it's gonna go bad I don't know it, it doesn't go bad it goes warm it goes it's warm okay yeah that's always interesting well the final piece would be when you do go to a restaurant I think eating healthy whether it be a hospital cafeteria or something else just to make you know, smart choices while you're eating, if that's a concern for you. It takes discipline and willpower, (laughs) but it can be done. Well, here's, before we move on, I did find something that was, I thought was really helpful um, called the eatwellguide.org. And it was this, it's this site on the internet that you can go to and it will map out your route Mm -hmm. during your trip. And it will also provide you with all kinds of sites that will uh, that you can go to that would provide fresh, locally grown, and sustainable produce. Here's the deal, though. When you're, let's say you're taking a road trip down 95 South heading toward Orlando, just for the sake of argument, everything that you see at exits is going to be McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Burger King, stuff like that. Right. So I don't know if you've ever put this into practice, what you're talking about right here. I have not yet. I just um, found it. I would be interested to see uh, you know, how out of the way you have to go to find yeah. something like that versus you know, going to a gas station or going to a fast food right, location. Right, exactly. Yeah, we'll have to try it out. We might get a chance to because uh, yeah, we all we'll have a, a road trip. future road t- trip with us yeah. coming up hopefully soon. But yeah. This, this site supposedly, theoretically, will give you places, whether it's restaurants, farmer's markets, bed and breakfasts, um, along the way that are available to you. Also, restaurants now are different than they were 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. They all have some sort of healthy choice. Yeah. Yeah, for really the most part, right. If you want the apple slices, go at it, honey. Right. But if not, 
French fries are still there if you want. Them. Yep. I mean, yep. It's there's so nothing true. like eating French fries in the car. I no, mean, oh gosh, no, no. It's, it's one of they fit right into the cup holder. That's right. You know? It's the perfect, it's, perfect it's thing. So, so it's no longer necessary to go to hospital cafeterias. That is the moral of the story. <laughs> Let's hit you. She's traumatized. I might do that on my road trip just to watch the kids go. What? <laughs> you you might traumatize them for life. I. I definitely have scarred. I've been emotionally scarred from that experience. Yeah. I don't think you should do that yeah. to your children. Let's, let's, let's go to the ICU and see yeah. what kind of food they have, really? kids. Go down and watch the, win- the babies through the window. Um, my first memory is, I don't remember what year it was. It was the late 60s. Um, I do remember it was, an, it was an Impala. Groovy. A blue Impala. And I do remember there were seven of us in the Impala. No seatbelts involved. I remember I was sitting in the middle of the back seat, but I didn't get to lean back. I had to sit on the edge of the seat because there were four other kids behind me. Mom and Dad had the front to themselves with whatever. So spacious. It was spacious. We were going to St. Louis um, to watch the Cardinals play ball because a lot of our road trips revolved around going to watch baseball. Okay. (laughs) And that... My mother would build a trip around my dad's going to watch baseball, and my brothers were all into ball, really, too. So um, on that trip, we had planned the St. Louis Zoo, maybe the Botanical Gardens. We were going to stay at a Holiday Inn. Oh, I do. Remember, I was excited that about is that. fancy. <laughs> I was excited about that. So we take out bright and early. Yeah. And, of course, we lived in Bigsville, so it was just from Illinois, a four-hour road trip. Not a Cubs fan? If they were winning, we would go to Chicago. That comes later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it was a, it was a St. Louis kind of year, and we would drive just into Missouri, and then we'd stop at the same place for breakfast every day. So we were about three hours from home, I think, two and a half, three hours. Like I said, I was little, but I remember clearly sitting there on the edge of the seat, and we're tooling down this two lane road, and my sister going, "I forgot my clothes." O-M-G. Like, like her... Which clothes? Like all Like as in her suitcase? Well, her suitcase was in the car, but keeping in mind it was the late 60s, her summer dresses were still hanging on the hook on the closet door. Was this before or after Labor Day? This was... <laughs> I don't know. I love the fact that you just I asked that know. question, I think she's involved, so it must have been before Labor Day. I have Day. to understand what the color of the dresses okay. were. <laughs> they were floral. I do remember that. One might have been a little plaid, so like after. a little matters plaid. So, um, but I remember clearly my father, his head swiveling around, and I was closest to his face. And my father... On occasion, would say colorful things, and that's because you were leaning forward that you were closest. <laughs> right, to I was hanging on the seat because I had yeah. no full seat to sit of on. Of course, and I remember him. He threw out a GD, which he would do. <laughs> threw out some choice. He words. threw out some choice words, and he pulled over to the side, and he wanted to just soldier on, and my mom was like, uh, "Jim, we got to turn around. She can't wear the same outfit all week, you know." <laughs> so we turned it around. Nowadays, you could just go to Walmart right. and pick up. Five dollars worth of clothes. But we turned around and we made the trip back. And <laughs> I would say it was the most uncomfortable portion of the ride. I would of course, so. my three brothers and I were all turned on Brenda like a rabid pack of dogs. <laughs> it's like an episode of Survivor. It was horrible. But we survived. She's out of your alliance. The thing that's so great about these stories is they are so Awful, so very awful when you're in the moment. But years later, oh, you look you laugh at it. They're the best stories yeah. you could ever tell. Of course. So in some ways, it ends up being worth it. Although we don't recommend that you just go ahead and create these situations. For oh yourself. no, no. And we didn't, nothing was ever 
done on purpose. It just right, right. Crap happens, right? Right. So because of this, and yeah. I, this might have been why it's in my brain. I'm a checklist kind of girl. <laughs> I'm a list maker, and I think that um, every family member has to have a checklist mm-hmm. on what they're bringing. Yep. And if the kids are too small for that. Uh, mom obviously and, uh, and me mom being, needs to have a master checklist. mom has the masters or dad whoever you know whoever's yeah. the well you know what as a kid if you if you if you're talking about road trips in terms of the family environment where you have you know your two parents and however many kids the kids are just really they're really responsible for their clothes and even then the parents are probably going to interject in that mm-hmm. parents are responsible for everything else you know all of the uh, documentation all of the food finances, uh, finances everything. everything kids and and you, and you know what's cool about that is um, at certain ages it's actually really nice to give kids that sense of responsibility of all right we have this many days uh, we're going into these environments. You need to pack accordingly. And, you know, some parents like doing that. Some parents like right. being a little more controlling in terms of I'll pack my kids' clothes or I'll dress my kids and stuff like that. I know when I was a kid, uh, my mom said, we're going for five days. There's a pool. Um, it might be cold. You need to pack. And, and how old were you when she said would, this to you? You know, like, you know, 10 or 11 or something yeah. like that. Now, my youngest is 10, yeah. and I approach it similarly with them. I, but I, I'm a little bit more structured in the sense of I will tell them we're going to be gone for how many days. And then I will say, I want you to pack X amount of shorts, X amount of jeans, X amount of shirts, X amount of socks. Mm-hmm. And so they get to pick which ones of those they, they want. But they have a certain number that but they, they have. But they have a certain structure that they have to adhere to. Right. And then I, you know, over see all of that but that gives them some responsibility exactly you know, which i think and is it good. also takes some of the burden off of me because yeah. especially these days i'm short on time and i get really really stressed when i feel like i have to shoulder everything on my own so i'm getting so much better at delegating to my kids and letting them step up and take some and responsibility how, and how have your kids you know you said your your youngest is you said 10 right now mm-hmm. and and you have uh two other kids that are slightly older than that how have they been uh throughout the years in terms of you know getting more responsibility in terms of travel how have they been they're doing way better um they're pros when it comes to packing their activity bags and I don't even have to activity bag. Well, I don't even have to provide scripture, scripture, structure for that. You know, they just pack what they feel like they need, right. and I I try to not, you know, restrict that too much. Um, like I said, I still provide them with the the format for packing the clothes situation, and it usually goes over pretty well without a hitch. I mean, somebody might forget a toothbrush or something right. along the way. Yeah. But again, that's not anything that we can't, you know, hit up Walmart right. for along. We're the way. at the point now in our family. It's just the two girls. Grace is twenty. Obviously, she's been on her own packing for years. Stella is doing her own. I just give them the number of days. When they were younger, I would I did all of the mm-hmm. packing. Yeah, and and I say younger by not necessarily packing, but suggesting what they need to bring. Mm -hmm. Plus, who doesn't go out and buy new clothes for a road trip? Well, that's what I was going to say. When mine were younger, I was all about that. I took care of everything because, 
you know, we're on, we're on our road trip and we're going to Disney and I've got special outfits Here's your clothes and, and clothes. And you don't wear these clothes until we get on the trip. Yeah. and or those I, Yeah, exactly. And you're going to wear it. And it's all these cute little things. Whether you like wearing the matching hat or not, you're going to wear it. I'm going to pack it. And that's <laughs> you how, approved that's, it when we bought it. Yeah, that's so the chick, end of the story. Wear it now. But, you know. And I can see St- Grace's face in some of these outfits that she approved <laughs> until, we got to, until we got to Disney Magic Kingdom. First time we went to Magic Kingdom, it was pre-Stella. And... Grace was probably five, and Max was, you know, 10, 11. And um, I've got a picture of us standing on Main Street, and she's wearing the, the most adorable little blue dress that I got, or just a little summer dress. And the look on her face is sheer hell. Like, <laughs> I <laughs> made this my life my right this now. Awesome. You know, You know what I did as a kid, and this just might go to the fact that you know, I'm doing what I'm doing for a living in terms of being a Disney fan and, and doing stuff like this. Um, uh, when I was that age, when I was like 11 or 12, and we would take a trip down to Disney, man, I would pack, and there would be a shirt for this day and matching pants for this day. Yeah. and But not just, you know, that's not just the shirt for Monday. That's the shirt for the Magic Kingdom. Oh. <laughs> that's the shirt for Epcot. You okay, know? And, got it. And however I... Forget however I would, you know, mark which one was for which. But, you know, there were written documents explaining yeah. everything. So I, I wish wouldn't I had forget, had a child you know? Today I wear my thing. Superman underoos. Tomorrow <laughs> I wear my Batman underoos. I was very organized <laughs> as a child. And uh, and I have since lost a lot of those. Yeah, and also, when the kids are younger, we packed. You said you had an activity bag. Mm-hmm. When Max and Grace um, were younger, they we had these little totes that would sit on the floor at their feet and it would help it would be a little footstool also for them mm-hmm. but what fit in that tote is what they took and that some things in there they had never seen before they were special yeah. activities and sometimes it was if we were coming to disney it would be like disney related activities um it would be like a new game for the game boy <laughs> or you know, back then when yeah. there were Game Boys, remember those? It was mm. for me. It was the Sega Game Gear. Oh, okay. For the listeners who know that. But it was that kind of a, you know, that kind of packing. But overall, I always make sure that everybody's got what they need, and I always have to eyeball the inside of the suitcase. Can, yeah. I don't with Grace anymore. Can I? Can I just take a moment here? And I don't know where it is in your script because I'm sorry I don't have it in front of me. But are we going to have a chance to talk about? possible road trip activities oh yeah that's coming up it's actually coming up uh next but okay before we got there um just wanted to you had said something that i thought was really great a great idea having um a staging area right i don't you know how some okay when i was a kid it was my dad would say everybody we're leaving in five minutes and everybody's rushing out Mm. and everybody shoves their own stuff in the car mom might have been there trying to organize it but nobody eyeballed it to see what was really And that's how car. Kevin got left in the movie Home Alone. I'm telling you, that was my childhood. That was my childhood. So as an as a parent, as an adult, I always have a staging area. That last night before, everybody brings their things out. All the bags lined All the bags, up in a row. Everything. And I don't necessarily go through your bags, but I want to make sure and I always ask, do you have what you need because we're not stopping. As a not. solo traveler and an adult, I do the same thing for my own travel, and we travel a lot. Right. As you know. um, the night before, I've already packed everything in my kitchen. 
I line everything up right in front of my oven. I don't. That's I know that's weird. It's kind of bizarre, but, but it's okay. Like suitcase, suitcase, backpack, carry on. Everything is lined up. I. It's right by the door that leads to my car. I do not want to forget anything. Everything is there. Yeah. I make sure that it's visible, and I will load it into my car the following morning. And I have always have a list of last-minute things that you're using that you want to bring with you. Uh-huh. Nice. And I make sure I check them off before. Like I Like toiletries and toiletries, stuff like that. Toiletries, yep. Make sure I have my toothbrush whatever, and all that stuff. Passport, exactly. whatever. But, yeah, I always we always have a staging area. Yeah. It's a good thought. I mean, it's, it's a really good idea. All right. Going back to what Dustin was saying a second ago. Um, so I also had this situation. Again, when I was a teen, the the road trip stories when I was a teen were the ones that stuck with me the most, probably because I was the most horrified by everything at that stage in my life. But um, back in that day, the thing was Walkmans. Does anybody remember Walkmans? Walkmans, Am baby. Am I dating yeah. myself? Bright yellow. Look. Yeah. So I had a Walkman. Whether it, I don't, first, don't worry. you know, started out with my Walkman that was a cassette, you know, tape player, and then we eventually upgraded to the CD Discman. version. Yeah, the Discman. But Discman. Um, <laughs> you know, as a teen, you're you feel a lot of times like you're trapped on this trip with your family, and you just need to escape. But you're in the confines of the conversion van, and there's nowhere to go. So the only thing left to do is to tune out. So I would, you know plug into my Walkman, and then I would just try to go with that as, as long as I possibly could. The difficulty was, my dad is a family man, which is wonderful. Now I'm on the flip side of it. I see things how he sees it. But um, he was very much like, we're on this road trip. We're a family. We're going to have family time in he this van, and you are you. going to participate, whether he, you like it or not. Yeah, he didn't want you to disconnect from the family. That is exactly it. He, even though, you know, what you were doing was just, I was coping. Yeah, you were just trying <laughs> to was, keep I your was sanity. Literal, literally coping. <laughs> because were you bitter or just there? So here's the thing. My parents love them. My dad has a very... Interesting personality at times. After all, he took us to hospital cafeterias, for right. example. Of course. Then there's my stepmother. As is who, logical. <laughs> as loving as she is, is very high strung. So they would be in the front of this van the whole time just like, you know, it was like at, a, each other. at each other the entire time. Curtis, you're not going the right way. Shush, Beverly, I've got this under control. Shush. You know, or whatever it is. And then I've got my little brother and sister in their car seats crying because they're tired. They can't stretch out. They're harnessed in. Or, you know, they don't have the latest toy that they want. You know, little kids stuff. And you're in the back seat with big hair and shoulder pads freaking out. <laughs> Heck yes. I love plugged, that. Plugged into the walk Leggings. You're just, you, you know what, Teresa, I love you. You're just laying down the whole vibe. Of, I know. Let's, let's She's remember painting the this picture is the early well. 90s. <laughs> yeah, I totally had the foof hair. That you did, happened. I know you did. Actually, I was never a shoulder pad girl, but uh, yeah, I did have the foof hair. So anyway, Pastels yeah, or bright color. It was it was yes. like me and my sister April just trying to survive. It felt like a lot. Were of you times. listening to Wham? What were you listening? To? <laughs> <laughs> she just it wanted to fall like asleep. Red and... hot chili peppers and oh okay. Oh, so okay. Um, anyway, oh, but my dad would do that joke. thing I'm where sorry. he just you know he he had this thing. At first, he tried to kind of let me do what I was doing and just get my attention when he needed it. So he had this hand gesture where he'd go like this in the front of the van. 
and swing his arm around in a wild way. And that was supposed to signal me that he, I needed to, you know, take my headphones off. But then he got annoyed because he was doing this way too often. And so then he just yelled at me to, I wasn't allowed to use my walk, Walkman anymore. I was forbidden. I had to wow. go the rest of the trip without it on. And I was <laughs> completely miserable. So... Well, let's have a discussion about striking the balance between engaging your family and letting things be. Because there really needs to be a balance. Let's start off with saying that I think Jenny Lynn is the prototype for Generation Y, this uh, generation (laughs) that has to be buried in their iPads and their headphones and stuff like that. I'm still there, guys. Her dad's going, get off off the phone. Jail's like, like, I don't want to, Dad. Wow. (laughs) See, when we were kids... This is a still a relevant issue. There was, I had my Etch-a-Sketch. <laughs> Did you also have your brand new Slinky? <laughs> Could bring the Slinky in the car because, you know, it might hit somebody hang tangle in their hair. The newest there thing. There were so many of us it in was the, car. the newest thing, hazard. Mr. Potato Head. Made with a real potato. It was lots of, and I remember one trip, my brother bringing Play-Doh, and we got in trouble for that because... Because you were huffing it. Yeah, no, no, we were huffing <laughs> it. He was sticking it in my hair. But as a mother, I can... I, Max had a Walkman, mm-hmm. and when he was very little, and he was listening to. I remember we had these little Disney cassettes. They were yellow, and it was like little different Disney songs. I know exactly what you're talking about because yep. I'm only a few years older than uh, that Max. Is like, so. There was a whole set of them. Yeah, I know. What yeah, you're talking about. and he would listen to those, and Grace would too when she got a little bit older. But I let them do that for quiet time. The majority of the time on these road trips. And most of these road trips involve my sister and her husband. And my sister and I have basically this, even though we're totally different people, we have the same road trip style, with the Mm -hmm. exception of some of the eating habits. Um, We like to sing. We force everyone else to listen to our singing. And, oh, sorry, I'm beating the table. And um, it's songs that you're probably not going to like. I mean, but you're going to do it. We're going to do it. We listen to a lot of like Bobby Darren, we listen to show tunes. Plus other things, I'm too. I'm actually on board with this. So, you know, now, like I said, I'm on the flip side of it. I'm the parent, and I suffer from with the same struggle that my dad had. I'm the one telling my kids now, like, you need to unplug. You need to participate in life. Um, let's have a car sing-along. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I make them do these things, whether they like it or not, and then just realize that, you know, three months from now when it's over, they'll remember it, and then they'll like it. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm totally on, on board with that. And that's one of the things I think that, you know, you can do. You find music that everyone enjoys. You know, if it's, if it's uh, a road trip to Disney, listen to the Disney yeah. music. Um, whatever it is to kind of get the family excited to go maybe it's you know listening to a podcast that everyone likes we know a lot of families out there that you know share the experience of listening to our podcasts right and this is something that they can do en route on their trip our the, the summer the trip we took last year which involved um two 19 year olds a 12 year old and myself coming back in the car it got a little i don't want to say angry bitter hateful i don't know what word i want to use there but everyone wants to plug their phone into the car system and listen to their music mm-hmm. and i'm not a big fan of that i'll be honest with you. it got a little bizarre but well i was upset because everyone was i'm driving no one's trying to keep me awake and everybody's listening to their own crap mm-hmm. you want you want to know my rules of thumb in terms of car music go here we go. This is the Dustin rules of thumb for car <laughs> Rules of thumb. He has many rules of thumb. 
one person in the car, you're driving solo, you can listen to anything you want. Okay. Podcast, music, radio, whatever. Two people, you have shared interest in music and, and nostalgia for music. Sing along, play whatever you want. Okay. Three people, now you've got somebody in the back seat. Now you're listening to the music in the front seat. They can't hear what you guys are talking about and joking about. The person in the back seat is out of the mix. No music. Three people and more, no music. That's my rule of thumb. Engage in conversation. Don't listen to music unless it is a very determined sing-along purpose. Like, okay, we're going to play, you know, uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and we're all going to sing along to it the whole car yes uh, but otherwise spend your time talking see my rule music. is I'm sorry that's, that's just if it's, if it's if it's me if I'm driving the rule is driver picks the music yeah I'm, I kind of take that route but, too I'm the one that has to stay awake right keep but me do happy. you blast it though do you like crank it up and nobody can talk to each other or do you if just have it in, in the, the background in the middle of the night and I'm trying to stay awake yeah, I, that's I mean, I don't know. Because they're not talking anyway. At they're that not point, talking they're anyway. They're just sleeping. Usually it's a back and forth. I pick a couple, and then Grace picks a couple, and then and Stella just kind of goes with whatever at this point. Yeah. Her taste of music's evolving into something mm. scary. <laughs> yeah. She's but, listening to Rob Zombie yeah, and some, Tool yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, doing some scary stuff. But um, scary stuff. as a rule, it's, it's kind of back and forth. And then we have quiet time where the radio's off. Yes. And then we just talk. Or right. sometimes they'll be watching a DVD or something, and and the driver just gets to listen, which is boring. As yeah, I think out. that's a really great way to approach it, where you have certain hours that you know that you're going to engage, whether it's listening to music or podcasts, or maybe you're playing games. We'll get to what your suggestions oh, were in just a second, ideas. and then maybe having some designated hours where everyone is let alone. You can listen to your Walkman or sleep. Or watch a movie because that's something that you mm-hmm. don't, um, you know, the drivers can't participate with the people in the back seat when that happens. Everyone's kind of in their own world, um, that type of thing. But as but long you as need that. you, you can't need, have constant interaction. No, because when you do, at least with my family, we ended up at each other's throats and we all hated each other by the time we got to wherever we were going. But um, but yes, but there were some things that we could activities to engage in. We used to do Mad Libs. Um, mm-hmm. somebody would do that and then, you know, we'd all have a good laugh about it. What were, what were you going to be getting at earlier, Dustin? Okay. There's a couple of games I like to play when I'm on a road trip. Uh, one of them is counting cows. You ever played that? <laughs> no. If you're driving in the, you're counting the cows. Yeah. If you're, uh, and you have to be on your side of the road or yeah. 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 If you're driving in a rural area of the United States, yeah, you have the people on the left side of the car and the people on the right side of the car and there's cow farms everywhere and whoever can count the most cows, count the most cows after yeah. a certain amount of time, yeah. which is, you know, whenever you call it, say, okay, who has the most cows? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably cool. They win. That's interesting. You also have that punch buggy game, although that can go bad really uh, quickly. Yeah. And that's and all that okay, let me make sure I understand the punch buggy game. All that is is if you see a Volkswagen bug You, you hit someone you you physically abuse one of your family <laughs> yes. members and say, I saw a Volkswagen yeah. bug. You can unless you uh take that part out of the game and you just call punch buggy. Right. There's oh, also no, there padiddles at nighttime you play padiddles. Did you guys ever What's play padiddles? padiddles? A padiddle is uh, a car that is driving with only one headlight on. The other uh, headlight is off and you call padiddle. 
But how do you know it's like not a motorcycle word. until it gets really close? Well, you have to kind of... You got to pay we attention. You got to pay attention because if you call a padiddle and it's not actually one, then you get a point taken away. Okay. Oh, what Lord. did you play? Strictly. Um, license plate game. Okay. And that's all the different states? All the different states, yep. You know, um, I like the state's license plate game, um, though it's hard to keep track. You need like a pad of paper and a yeah. pen to keep track of everything you've seen. Uh, the other game that I like to play on a road trip is the alphabet game, where you look for road signs. Uh, well, at least in my rules, road signs are uh, fair rules. game. Um, uh, car uh, brand. Trying to find, go through the alphabet. Yeah, car I always got stuck and, on Q. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do that you, game you know in saying? my head a lot, sadly. <laughs> so, like, okay, so I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm driving through whatever, and I see Algonquin Trail. That's number A. Or number A. Number A. a. Letter A. <laughs> Uh, B, Brooklyn. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then so on and so on. And then you just make your way you through the alphabet. You know what something else Drives is? looking for Brooklyn. I can't a B. <laughs> something else is that we used to do, and we had some of the best times doing this, even as a teenager. So my dad actually happens to be a pretty good storyteller. He's a rather dramatic personality in some ways. Mm-hmm. And so his stories, the way that he tells them, are just so funny. So we would kind of take some time and you know, we, our, our tagline was, you know, uh, daddy, won't you tell us a story? And he'd come up with some kind of memory that he had from a past year or something. I was past life. No, past oh. year when we had this completely dramatic situation and he would retell it to all of us and we would just end up rolling on the floor laughing because our family is a mess and very laugh worthy. <laughs> but anyway, so. That's like backstory. We play backstory. You do. Since I love this game. Day one. And you continue to do it to this please, day. I know. Please just, explain to the world what this is because it's the best game ever. Backstory is if you see a person, and it usually we're in the car when we play it. If you see a person walking or someone in another car, you like pull up to a light and you see someone, you have to tell from the, visually what they look like. You have to tell the people around you. So you're basically going around judging people. Yes. <laughs> it's my favorite part no, of traveling with Tess. People. But I just... And and I find Max does it great. I don't know if Grace might do it in her head. I know Stella doesn't do it, but some. But that's one sure way to get Stella to laugh yes. or interact is just tell her some freakishly weird backstory about someone. Hands and down. And when I pick her up at school, all of them children coming out of the school are it's just overwhelming in my brain. <laughs> and they're all to freaks. Keep, and they're all they're yeah. all just you know. And some of them are oh my gosh look at you know I mean it's just. But I love playing backstory, and also we do it with cars too. Oh, like where I, that car has not. been. Okay, or, you know that's a little more child friendly. You know, so. hands down, that is my favorite yeah, part of backstory. traveling with you is listening to your backstories. We also play I Spy when the kids were little. Oh, I, I Spy's fun. I Spy, I Spy with my little eye, and Max would always do this with my little eye. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? And then we'd Very name cute. off something that probably went by, and we'll never know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it gets more challenging in the car, but. Speaking about traveling and things passing by, you have the next story about... Is it the Chicago story? About Chicago. Tell us about Chicago. Um, The Cubs. It was a Cubs year, and we all went to Chicago, and it was just... It was later on because it was just me in the car. Um, My sister and my two older brothers had moved out. My other brother had passed away, so it was just me and my parents going to see the Chicago Cubs, and my father is not a planner. Other than the fact that he knew when the game was and he knew when we need to be there, we were looking for Italian food. 
So we just started driving around Chicago looking for Italian food. And my father has this ability of always going to the seedier side of town or the <laughs> yeah. side of town you don't want to be at when yeah. it gets dark. And that's where we were. And we ate our, we found Italian, we ate it, but then we got stuck in some traffic. And I saw sitting from the back seat of the car of the Impala, it, by that time it was a burnt orange metallic Impala, <laughs> um, sitting in the back seat, I saw a man with a knife. I mean, I saw some shady stuff going yeah. on and a stabbing. And it was it was like, it's very as dramatic. a teenager, you know, as a young, like Stella's age, I was like, oh, my God, you know, stop, <laughs> we got to watch. And, and Dad's like speeding away. Yeah, and I'm like, go, go, we got to get out of here. But um, this leads to the planning of it to me. My father, he knew where he was going, but he never asked for directions. My mother always had a map, but he didn't always listen to her navigational skills. So... I this is for me we never go anywhere without a map and now GPS especially if it's someplace I've never been before right I would always I'm just gonna stop you right here when you're traveling on a long road trip I would always recommend just having a map with you you never know when your phone is gonna work when it's not gonna work have a map with you. Thank you. Goodbye. And nothing better than opening that sucker up and looking where you've been and where you're going. So old right? school. Oh, and marking ooh. it out. Yeah, we highlight used to it. highlight it. Use yeah. a highlighter. That's what we used to do. We Circle used to the highlight the destinations. The I mean, that's awesome. And of all the stressful trips I've been on, and I've been on a lot of them, stress is a roadkill. I mean, it's going to kill the trip. Mm-hmm. And you just got to let it blow over. So that's when you do put not your Walkman on and you just go and into coping This mode. is why most... I would say most of my road trips do not involve my husband because he can't stand them. So we just took him out of the mix. <laughs> he just when the got kids left little, at home, he, you know, he participated. Yeah. But if it involved my sister, it usually didn't involve my husband because wasn't a good combination. It wasn't a good combination because yeah. you know she brought out the the excitement of the road trip in me, and it just turned him into very back of the van staring out the window or reading a book you right know? well talking about stress how about those overnight drives have you did you ever try to oh, yeah. travel overnight this was this was like my dad's mo you know we and and it actually i picked up on it when we would take road trips we would travel through the night as much as possible we would but there were a few times where it just didn't go over real well. Before we graduated to the conversion van, um, we actually crammed the six of us into um, an Aspen, which was this... Aspen. Yeah, an Aspen car. That was probably the worst trip that I can ever imagine. You know, two car seats, my sister and myself, and then my dad and my stepmom in this one vehicle with all of our luggage. And I already told you about how we pack, you know, picnic lunches and blah, blah, blah. So we're driving and we're trying to get through the night. And we have been in this vehicle so long, I started to get the most intense stomach cramps that there could possibly be. My Mm. sister had a headache and there was no place to spread out. You right. just had to wait it out. Yeah, it was terrible, terrible. Eventually, my dad had to throw up the re- the white flag and find a place for us to stay, which was you got to go to the Holiday Inn. Props to you. We were always at the Days Inn, and um, great and it, complimentary it, breakfast, by the way. <laughs> but um, it was it was just it was a meltdown type of situation, and we should have never 
never gotten to that point. Sometimes we could do the overnights and it wasn't that big of a deal, but sometimes something happens along the way and you really just need to call it quits. So um, I, I think that was, you know, a mistake and not, it maybe maybe it was a pride issue. I don't know what it was, but my dad just was on his mission and the family just fell to pieces in the process. Because it was a nighttime trip? It was just too freaking late yeah. and we needed to go to bed and we needed to be able to stretch Get out. Get away like, from each other. I was having intestinal pain. Yeah. So We took a few nighttime trips, um, more so traveling with tiny children. Mm-hmm. We decided, well, they'll be sleeping in the back of the car or the van mm-hmm. and we'll just drive on through. Well, all it takes is a few hours of nighttime driving, and I'm passed out. So, <laughs> and and all it takes is if you're the driver, all it takes is the passenger falling asleep oh, for I know. you to start going. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh God. Exactly. I can't stay awake. As a single, I, you I need drove, that. You need that interaction with your passenger. You do. I drove um, right after I had moved south, and I was still single. I drove back to Illinois to visit my family. Oh, the single ladies. And, yeah, and it was just me and a car going up. That was a fun trip. And, but coming back, I brought my grandmother, Smith, with me. And she was a four-foot-nine woman, had this big birthmark in the middle of her forehead. And anyway, my grandma Smith. <laughs> okay. And she wore this little pixie hair, and her hair was dyed black. So, so it's her, and she, she's not a driver. She never drove a day in her life. But she could tell you how to drive. So she sat in the side, in the passenger side, and we're driving straight through back to Atlanta, is where I was living at the time. And somewhere, she was always fearful that I was going to fall asleep, even though I wasn't sleepy. And where she found, we stopped at a road stop, and she found this stick, about a foot long stick. It's a switch. No, it was more like a poker. And she would poke me in the side if she thought I was going to sleep. And I'm going, I'm awake, I'm awake. But but now, actually, you're going. <laughs> really, actually, we're across the line and in the ditch, and she poked me back. Like to, the most pleasant experience. But getting poked with a stick as you go down by my grandmother, ninety five or was, whatever it is. She's a trip, but um, but no, we took. I'm not a fan of driving all night. Yeah, I've done it's rough. it. It's it's. You're, so my you feel ex like crap when you get there. My ex husband used to get road hypnosis. That's a real thing. What is road hypnosis? When you're so like. Uh, well, you're really tired, and yeah. then you just the the passing of the white lines constantly. You go actually into a state of hypnosis. I can of understand sorts, that, yeah. And you kind of end up putting yourself to sleep that way. Sure. I was terrified to go to sleep when my ex husband was driving. For that reason, I did most of the driving on our trips. It's it's a real thing. Can I, can I just throw some stuff in here because I have a few things to add to this conversation if you don't mind. Go ahead. Throw as, it. as a person here in the production not, <laughs> the, not the esteemed table. Oh, shut up. Um, Just tell us. Uh, and I have a lot more details that I want to share on uh, next week's show when we talk about destinations. But uh, um, one of the things that I did when I was uh, a sophomore I'm sorry, a junior in college was I went on a 20 with six road trip with six other friends. There were seven of us total in a conversion van, and we went all the way across the country, up through all the national parks. Then we went back across the country toward the East Coast via Canada on all the major cities in Canada. So it was this huge 25-day road wow. trip. Wow. Yeah. One of the things was we rotated, the seven of us, we rotated who was driving and who was in the passenger seat and who was in charge of the music Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, 
and it became very apparent to me that, um, you know, the driver and the passenger have to be on the same page. If we're driving overnight, we both have to commit to, we got to stay up because otherwise the driver is solely responsible for however many other people are in the vehicle. Um, the passenger is very important in my mind of let's, let's interact, let's engage, let's talk, let's, you know, listen to music together, whatever it is, have a passenger that's on the same page as you. Um, and that's going to keep you awake on those overnight drives. Yeah. I think another good thing is to always have a plan B and my dad did eventually start doing this where along the route we would have a stopping point in mind. Yeah. Not that we would necessarily stop there, but it was, if we were going to stop, we would stop there. So we would have a reservation at a hotel ready for us. Um, and then if we chose not to take it, we chose not to take yeah. it. Back in those days, there weren't any consequences for not showing up. But Cancellation fees and whatnot. <laughs> well, there, there, there wasn't any of that. I don't know what it's like now, but he would make a reservation somewhere. And then, you know, if we felt like using it, we would. If not, then we would just keep going. But that really helped as well because back to the Aspen story where we were in meltdown mode and my dad realized, okay, we got to stop. Like, we can't do this anymore or you know, something really, really bad is going to happen. We had to go to, I think, three different hotels before we could find one with a vacancy. Yeah. And I think at that point he was kind of like, never again. We will have somewhere that (laughs) we will have a plan B. Have a plan B. So I think that's also probably I took a road trip one time with a girlfriend back in my college days, and it was a, we weren't going to stop. We were going to drive straight through to our destination, which was a concert. And we ended up having to stop, and we stayed in this crappy place where it was disgusting. We ended up, neither of us would get in the beds because they were nasty, so we just sat in chairs. <laughs> and there was no, I think it was like a Motel 6, and there was no, it was a beside-the-road kind of yeah. vacancy, no vacancy kind of a. Like something you see in one of the horror films. Yes. Like the picture's going to move and the little, you know, yeah. The so, lights are flickering. Yes. What's that movie, Identity with John Cusack, where they all they all end yeah. up at that hotel? So, but that was that was interesting. But no, I definitely recommend stopping at some point, whether it's just at a road stop. Yeah. You can't just keep going. Now, for our final story, you actually had a really good one. That uh, Right. Another trip to, to St. Louis. Um, we were in the parking lot getting ready to go inside the stadium or whatever you call it, the field to see the ball game. And we're all climbing out of the car. And I, I remember clearly um, my mom and dad had gotten out. Both back doors were open. All the kids were popping out. And I went out the passenger side, and I thought I was the last one. And my dad said, shut the door. And I thought my brother was going out the other side, and he came out, and he had his hand on the door. And I slammed that sucker just slant the door shut did you break any fingers i don't know i don't even i was so young i don't remember but i do remember the door actually shut and we had to open it back up <gasps> and he was a teenager yeah, i'm sure With, he was he had used sun in on his hair and it was all blonde that Sounds summer painful. i remember that. oh my gosh <laughs> i used to do that too with yeah. peroxide now he has no hair peroxide. um but anyway i remember we had a cooler and my mother just submerging his we never he never went to the doctor i remember his mom putting his his hand in the cooler in the ice well, and he hated me the rest of that trip. It was I can't, horrible. Can't imagine it, he didn't why. speak to me much. But that brings up an interesting question. What do you do when you have a medical emergency when you're on well, a road trip? You got one? 
You get a serious, serious <laughs> wow. like face over there. Like you just, <laughs> like, I want you guys to discuss, but I have a story of a medical emergency oh, okay. that I experienced when um, I was a kid. I always, we always take an extensive uh, first aid kit. Always. At that time, we didn't. Okay. Um, I always, lucky you got, we got apps now and all, but even before that, we made sure we knew where there might be an urgent care or a hospital or at least a small-town doctor that can stitch something up. You, know, you could have always followed my dad, who went straight to the hospitals for the cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> Family can eat. <laughs> you get a good meal and medical attention all in one stop. It's Yeah, because there's not a trip that someone isn't going to get injured, even if it's just a kid falling in the gravel or... You know, I have two incidences in okay, my life. Okay, tell us. And I don't know that there's a, a, a broader point of how to uh, improve your health care on travel. <laughs> uh, but once when I was a kid, we stopped at a uh, like a gas station or something. We got Everybody got candy and drinks and stuff like that. And I got... Uh, I got some uh, peppermints, like the ones you would get when you leave a restaurant or okay. something. And I was eating one. We, oh, hit no. a, we hit a bump. And I go... Oh. Oh. I start I start choking, and um, we pull the car over. My mom starts like doing the Heimlich on me. I'm like, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Um, turns out I had already swallowed it. It just scratched my throat uh, on the way down, and it was uh, irritating. Irritating it. It was irritating my throat. So everything was fine. I didn't die. Um, the <laughs> <That's good>. <laughs> the <laughs> other thing I think is a little more scary, and I think you need to be really careful. Uh, when you're traveling, especially on a road trip down the uh, southeast of uh, the United States, don't stop in the middle of the interstate on the side of the road and go use the bathroom, if you're a boy, when you're barefoot. Because red fire ants will oh, yeah. crawl oh, yes. all the way up your body yeah. and destroy you. Is that what Sounds happened like to you? there's a story there. That's exactly what happened. Oh, my gosh. It was an emergency. I wasn't wearing any shoes for some reason. Because you were in the car. We and always take our shoes off in the covered car. Covered in fire ants. Which just gets worse and worse. And as, how, as did, how did you deal with that? Uh, it was a lot of my mom and dad hitting me with a towel violently <laughs> like, ah, ah, ah. Ants get off of him. I hate fire ants. That might be the thing I hate. Oh my gosh! I can only imagine all the little pustule bumps on your body. Oh my gosh! Think about that. Yeah. (laughs) In your new vacation clothes and. (laughs) See now, if your mom had located a hospital, (laughs) we could have gone straight there. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Well, I think that was kind of it. All the stories that we had to share for you guys today. Hopefully, you got a little bit something out of it. Practical information as well as some entertaining yeah. <laughs> stories as we went down memory lane. Memory lane, yeah. <laughs> memory road trip. That's exactly, exactly it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's going to do it. Um, next week, we're going to dive into a little bit about my upcoming road trip and and do a little bit of pre-planning maybe you think Mm -hmm. i think that'd be a good idea so with that trip out oh did you not watch the podcast yesterday you're not supposed to say that anymore (laughs) 